Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Reach out, touch space. Welcome to another edition of Worldwide Week. Today we're going to cover quick news, as always, and then start with a very controversial topic that has a lot of information that sometimes we don't quite understand, so we're going to try to break it down for you. Today with me is Victor and Sarah, and we will be also connecting with some of our students at the London School of Economics. Hi, guys. Hi. Good afternoon. So... Let's begin with the quick news and get a little bit of a glimpse of what's happening around the world. Sarah? Yeah, um, well, we're going to start with like reading these three news that we have prepared. The first one would be the three greatest threats to civilization, according to Narendra Modi, that, if you all know it, is the Indian ambassador. Let's see. So... So uh, recently we've had the uh, huge multinational Davos meeting and on day one of Davos uh, the Indian Prime Minister has uh, said Narendra Modi uh, listed three most significant challenges to civilization as we know it. Those being the climate change, the terrorism and the backlash against uh, globalization. Exactly. Today in our topic we're going to talk about something very important like it's going to be Brexit, but first of all, we'll go. To, we'll see how the global anti-globalization movement has began, begun with some of the countries such as US, such as here in the Brexit. There are very much um, different things that are going on in the life, like for example, climate change also. I think it's an important that we'll be talking about later on with the crisis of the water. And... Obviously, the terrorism, terrorism attacks last year, they've been dreadful in all the world. Yeah. Um, Nowadays, we, we are much more calm about the terrorism and ISIS threat mm-hmm. and global terrorism as a whole, but we cannot forget that very few months ago, we were in an absolute shock worldwide about being uh, tackled by... Uh, this reality that could happen any moment anywhere in the world. I think that those those events happening a little bit closer to the West bring that reality yeah, a little bit to a more distant reality. Yeah, that distant reality to a more relatable exactly. situation, so that we don't forget. Because sometimes, you know, the the war in Afghanistan and some of the other wars that the world has seen, we never really stopped being at war, right? Yeah. It was one after the other in different parts yeah. of the world. But sometimes we forget. It, it was su- such a long time ago since we had one in Europe that it's sad to say, but we, we forget. <laughs> kind of get used to a war being fought in faraway lands. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's very much true. Okay, so we we will keep an eye on those three main things that we learned from Davos, and also some other topics related to Davos that we will discuss in the future, like Jack Ma and his insight on the IQ and how that is not enough. 
And let's move on to some other topics.、Uh, last week we talked about the drought in South Africa, and just to link it with those those situations that are not going away anytime soon, we get a little bit of more information about Africa today. Because Madagascar, which I don't even know if you know where it is located, but we will post a photo on our Instagram just in case. It's it's, <laughs> it's right now going through a severe drought, and it could impact the entire country. So not just one city like we were seeing last week in in Cape Town, South Africa, but in this case, the entire country being subject to. Such dry weather's such an exploitation of the resources that it has that it may not be enough for people to even have water to drink. Yeah, we'll have to keep an eye on this and see how we solve it, and hopefully we'll all be able to contribute to the cause in the future. Now, moving on to more news, Victor. What else do we have going on? We have news from the Winter Olympics 2018.、Uh, we've heard about the whole、uh, Russian、uh, thingy happening with the doping、uh, effect in the prior Winter and Summer Olympics.、Mm-hmm. Now we have news that the court has overturned life bans given to Russian athletes. A decision to overturn the Olympics life ban of 28 Russian athletes. May have, and I'm quoting, may have a serious impact on the future fight against doping, says、hmm. the International Olympics Committee. That's not bad. Exactly, because、um, I believe that in this part, like the Olympic、um, people that are going now, and it has been just with a week of of time where it actually started.、Mm-hmm. It's been a very li- little period in terms of thinking about it. But however, we believe that if this gets going on, we can may think that some Olympic People that are actually fighting for their medal, gold, or silver medals, are going to be quite affected because it's not actually very fair, is it? Like, I think that people that are in terms of this sport has to give a reference to every、mm-hmm. single people that actually likes the sports and、mm-hmm. like to watch them and like to think that the sport is actually quite fair and that the Olympic Committee is actually is not like. A lot. It has a lot of corruption, or it has things that can affect the actual mean of what the sport is. And in the end, as you said, it's、uh, like these elite、uh, athletes that are the first one、uh, in touch with this reality. Then there's, I think, we can not even cope with the feeling of spending years and years of our lives waking at six and five a.m. to、mm-hmm. train for five hours, and having this. Ulterior feeling that you are、uh, competing against a person that is not on the same basis and not under the same scrutiny as、right. you with all this whole doping, almost、uh, officialized、uh, doping effects. I think the, the positive aspect is that when some of these these situations are discovered. They remove the prizes, the awards that those、exactly. athletes may、exactly. have won, which is only fair. Which、yeah. is only fair. In, in a way, I'm not saying that it's a happy moment when you're competing and you're being fair, and you、not. find out the person next to you and the one that actually won、yeah. was not as clean as you were. But in a, you know, in a way to make matters better, they they have a, a an effect. It's not that you can do whatever you want and you get banned. But you keep your your titles and you、exactly. keep your medals. Exactly.、Yeah. What is the value of the title? Exactly. Itself,、yeah. I, I think that that aspect is positive in this whole context. Yeah. According to the BBC Sport, like this、uh, Britain athlete called Jackson,、mm-hmm. he so- told that 
um, like they asked because he was going to be the man to be the bronze medal if this mm-hmm. happens and the yes. 11, 11 Russian um, athletes get banned. He said that if I do feel like an Olympic bronze medalist, well, I'm quoting, I think it's starting to sink in, but I think once we have the medal, it will be feel more real. This means that obviously at the moment that they don't have the medal, they don't really feel this is happening. But as soon as the court actually right. agrees with this, they will feel. I think that actually when you when you win the medal, the celebration you have, they will never recover from from that moment of probably not of the Olympic. Well, let's just hope that in the future we can have more fair Olympics, more fair international tournaments in general, all of them, and that we don't see any more of these scandals. What else is going on? We have one last new that it really resonates stuff. a very close uh, bell, which is a very interesting, very educative uh, article by the reputed The Times, which is how to be Spanish. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you, Sarah, want to comment anything. Yeah, I uh, think, it, um, well, this, if you don't know it, it has published on Sunday, 21st of January, but by Chris Haslam, who is not actually a, someone that is not known in the Times, but an mm-hmm. actual reporter there. And he wrote that to be Spanish, I don't know if it was a joke or not, will... It has been. It hasn't been very agreed with the Spanish Spaniards here mm-hmm. in Spain. But he said that to be Spanish, you have to be unpunctual, badly spoken, and ungrateful. With he gave different options and opinions about this theme, but it has been a very controversial topic. What this do you week. think, as Spaniards? Um, <laughs> tough question. How much time do we have left? <laughs> it's, it's the. So we can go in depth or not. I mean, it's it's very interesting. You commented: is, is it a satire or is it a completely uh, a completely factual article? Uh, we don't know. Four days uh, after the publishing of this, this uh, person, this yeah. uh, reporter, came up and said that it was completely satire and this kind of uh, English comedy that somehow the rest of the world quite don't get or directly get offended by mm-hmm. uh, I'm not sure I'm just reading the subtitle here which is to this how to be Spanish article swear like a trooper drink your red wine cold and always finish your dinner what's wrong with always finishing your dinner I have I no know. idea there's a point in, in British humor that I really don't get even though I really enjoy British humor but it's uh, really going through some borders right yeah now. about this like the the abc the local the national report has written also an article saying just the opposite but in terms of satirizing what the english people come to do here in so Spain. the spanish so were clearly not happy with no, it and they wrote so. their own piece yeah. on how to be brit nice yeah, they just did the typical satires that we do of English, like bring mm-hmm. your white, like bring your white um, socks here in terms of this, the people that are in yeah. England, or drink a lot, or I know. think probably both of them are very stereotypical. Hmm. Yes, I doubt whether either journalist has spent enough time in the other country to actually be able to testify whether those judgments are. The common norm, some some people may say people drink a lot here in Spain. Well, where do people not drink? I mean, but I think it's really interesting that the Spanish newspaper came back with their own version. 
You guys have both of them on our Facebook page, so you can read them more in depth. The Spanish one about the Brits is in Spanish. However, you can still get the picture because some of the cartoons there are very graphic. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Now we're going to move on to our main topic of the day. Sarah? Yeah. We'll be talking about the Brexit. Obviously, also talking about the UK. And particularly how Brexit may impact, in particular, the UK, but also the rest of us at the European Union, social, economic, political, um, foreign relations, and many other aspects. We'll try to give you the summary in a nutshell and explain things as clear as possible. Brexit was a decision from the UK people. They voted to get out of the European Union. This is something that is contemplated on the European bylaws. It's possible for any member to do that, but the consequences are not so clear, and that's what we're going to discuss here. Exactly. Let's begin. Well, uh, what can we begin with? Uh, historically, the Brexit began with a leader of the leading uh, party, David Cameron, and that mm -hmm. was being highly questioned as a leader himself mm -hmm. for this party, and decided to give this uh, give this. Uh, Uh, punch in the table by establishing a huge uh, UK-wide referendum, Scotland included, which is a theme that we will touch uh, later on, uh, whether we uh, should uh, allow and whether uh, the UK should um, part off from the European Union, as we know, and the repercussions that this would have over the years, which would be huge. I yeah, think. Mm -hmm. like when, when Cameron did this referendum, he didn't actually thought what was going on because they right. actually thought that they weren't going to have enough votes. But however, as we saw, the referendum came with a leave on 51%, nearly 32% against the 48% that they wanted to leave. Do Inter you think that's enough to make a decision on a personal level? On a personal level... I don't think it's enough because the even if the difference is very little in terms mm -hmm. of millions of people because of the law of the voting, most of them I think and the impact is very big. Exactly, especially when 50% of your country is not like upon going out from the EU, and uh, weeks later they actually didn't even know what they had voted. Mm -hmm. So I think. Actually, this referendum did not have the definition of what was going on and what was the repercussions going to be in the years Do, do you later. think information was available for people that things were clearly explained on the consequences and what would happen? I think information was delivered. It's just that half of the information was uh, false, another half was uh, fallacies, another half was made up on the run, like this whole... I remember this red double-decker that was paid by the UKIP to go around London saying uh, pretty much if we go out of the UK, it's going to be as simple as we could pay all our NHS bill for years to come, right? which was uh, outright false. And it was mm -hmm. proven, the sin of this act is was uh, it was proven before the fact that the Brexit was mm -hmm. done because the huge impact of this, uh, I really hate the name, but fake news, uh, uh, inceded into this matter was so big that there was actually no time to say, wait, hold on, this that has just been said is false because at the time that you are saying that, another three news had come out right. saying another uh, obscenities. And well, also, I, I 
from an outsider's perspective, I perceive that oftentimes when when news are shared and delivered, people don't really have time to sit down and, and read four or five different newspapers or even go on Google and find out whether yeah. the accounts of the NHS are so, actually the figures that they're saying. And we will talk about this in another show when we debate the case of Catalonia, but mm -hmm. it's similar in the sense that a lot of things are being said. People don't have time to actually fact check them. Exactly. And that creates a whole situation where you are not sure who is telling you the most objective view of the situation and what the actual consequences of either choice. And then or, there's the political yeah. factor too that they of just everyone has their own view, their economic view, you their may follow view. the political leader exactly. that you like. Exactly. But let's go back to the facts. The The first thing is if uh, Britain leaves the European Union, uh, they still have time to come back. But I don't see that happening anytime soon. Yeah. So if they leave, let's just leave it at if because we will have another show in the future whenever this actually <laughs> becomes a reality. They have to reestablish their entire foreign trade agreements They have to reestablish their entire systems of standards. Mm -hmm. One of the main things that they were concerned with last time I was there was what they would eat. Because we have very strict norms yes. in the European Union. In terms exactly. of food and beverage regulations. Mm -hmm. yes. And the Scottish are very, very upset because during this renegotiation, one of the things that they may lose is the high quality of their scotch, which is, of course, from Scotland. Because in renegotiating some of these agreements, they may need to give in with some of the things that the United States is requiring. And their their quality and the standards for their whiskey, their scotch, are very different from those from Scotland. Same thing with poultry. Same thing with um, red meat. Same thing with you name it. No. The regulations are different. So what will the Brits eat? Who knows? We have to wait and see what the new agreements bring us. Yeah, actually, the agreements are now very important. I think they call it the three issues of divorce that they had mm -hmm. upon those ones. We had the, how much the UK owed to the European Union, which mm -hmm. it's an amount that we actually have to establish at the moment. Northern Ireland border, what is going to happen with that? Because exactly. as we defined before, not All Britain actually wanted to go out of the European Union and the UK citizens living elsewhere in the EU or vice versa. Like what what, is going what to are those happen? agreements going to be like? Exactly. Will they be able to stay living abroad in those European countries? Will the Europeans that are working in Britain be able to stay there? We don't know yet. All of that is still yet to come, the exact terms of those agreements and Every the impact. Every single thing is up to negotiation at this point. That, that was the huge question and response during our whole stay in London. How did you live it over there? You were there exactly one year ago, right? Yes. Okay. More or less, yes. So what was your experience during the first stage of Brexit? What did you feel? What was the perception? What were people saying? Yep. Uh, I think there was a, a general atmosphere of the people who knew the less about politics, geopolitics, um, social matters, mm -hmm. were the ones who most talked and uh, most <laughs> answers had for those facts. 
if you actually went and really searched for a professional person, a doctorate, a person who has spent his entire life after this kind of political uh, convulsions, they would give you, as I was about to say, to the big uh, question, what is going to happen? The big answer, highly repetitive answer, which is no That's one late. knows. Yeah, and if late. someone knows, they don't know at all. Because every single thing is uh, up to negotiation. Mm -hmm. There is a full blank check of what is going to happen over the next two years I think it's going to, mm. is the deadline for the factual departure of the UK from we the are EU. at a year and a half right now they're supposed to Already. leave in the summer of 19 like summer of 19 is the deadline when they cut all ties when they sh are supposed to leave so right now they should be finishing the negotiation so that in one year they can take effect right? let's see if that happens yeah. because in the In the first stage that we've been in in London, it was a I think it was two main uh, uh, parts. It was the economic repercussions. At the moment, it was the first stage, so mm -hmm. the economy went wrong. Everything went like from panic to zero. Right. At the moment, now they are stabilizing little by little. The the pound is actually growing a little bit more because it did have a very drop in those in those days and in terms of the social it came a lot of news and again uh, I came it came a lot of fake news mm -hmm. that they were actually so you were able to see this when you were there yeah. on site really? yeah. Yeah. yeah nice like the britain didn't like the foreign people which mm -hmm. that at least in london we didn't see that but however we did find a lot of news during the local newspapers that there were new fights, new mm -hmm. racism yeah. problems and mm -hmm. new things in another zones that we actually didn't get to see. You didn't get to see it, right? And in the end, we have to uh, take into consideration that London, uh, what that, which is the reality that we witnessed, uh, is the major stronghold of the please don't let us go part mm -hmm. of the UK. Uh, these all young professionals, people that have uh, been have grown up in India, studied in the, uh, I don't know, Harvard or in these American universities and now are working in the UK, which have no factual nationality and they don't feel 100% Indian or American or uh, British. For that matter, they yeah. are citizens of the world, whether we like it or not, the expression. Uh, and they have this feeling of why is this happening? I have not spent my whole life traveling and studying to be expelled of a country. We actually had to witness a lot of different strikes yeah. mm -hmm. like because we were living very near the parliament mm -hmm. and we had to strikes every single weekend like it was socially it was a mess in, yeah. in, in terms of the capital of the UK pro Theresa May against Theresa May pro EU uh, against, against EU, EU every single thing was convoluted in one yeah, city and yeah. there, there are a lot of a lot of British citizens I have a few friends up there and there's you know I know people who are carpenters they're regular jobs yeah. you're day-to-day -day person and and they do see that as a mistake to to make this but one of the things that they told me and i think it's very interesting because i feel it happened in other countries and other elections and other referendums a lot of the people that were against it didn't go out to vote that's so true. that that's why i was asking before if you consider that it, it it's a right choice to decide the fate of a country when the percentage that was uh, the difference between yes and no was just two maybe percent or three percent also it it reminds people what democracy is for yep. if you believe yeah. in something exactly. 
Go out and vote for it. Don't stay at home thinking that oh,、exactly. this is not really going to happen. This、mm. is not really going to be the choice that people make because those that are in favor of change will always go out. Those that want to keep the status quo are the ones that need to make sure that their voices are heard too. Yeah, in terms of fact, they just went to vote a seventy-one point eight percent of the population of England.、Mm-hmm. I mean, was nearly twenty percent. They actually wanted no, but they didn't. But go they、out. didn't. They didn't say anything.、Exactly. So. Anyways, thank you guys for the insight. We'll now connect with our students at London School of Economics and get their view of the situation right now from London. Thank、good. you very much. Thank you. Pleasure. Thank you very much. So today we're we're talking about Brexit, and we had some opinions from students that were there physically last year, just like you guys are now. And we wanted to know a little bit how you are living the situation. Do you see a lot of Demonstrations? Do you see people arguing about it, for, against? What What's the situation over there? What's the climate like? Actually, the people here, what we feel is like they are kind of skeptical that this is going at the end to happen. Oh, it's like when you talk about Brexit, it's like people laugh and it's like a taboo. Like, okay, let's not talk about Brexit. They are already. Speak about hearing it, and actually, for example, the other day, Francesca Mas is an expert on, of the a policy officer of the Commission, the European Commission here、mm-hmm. in the UK, and she was actually saying that as the transition transition period that they they have for leaving the European Union is,、uh, they can be extended as much as they want. Maybe、huh. they are going to extend it like for five years, and then as they have to change the government, there is going to be. Elections and then they are going to do the referendum again. So actually, for not leaving the the European Union at the end. So what we feel is like people are skeptical that that is going really to happen. So nobody really thinks it's actually going to happen.、Uh, right now, the deadline is summer of 2019. Right? Technically, they should have everything figured out to leave the European Union on.、Um, I think it's May of 2019, something like that. You are saying that that's not actually going to happen. No, as we said, they wanted to、um, make it make more time. Yes, and wait five more years. And also,、um, before you were asking that if we see demonstration or anything. No, if you walk by London, you don't feel anything. You don't know about if you don't know about Brexit. You can, you don't see demonstrations. You don't see anything. Wow. Maybe we have seen in traffic lights small stickers that says、uh, European citizens and things like this. But actually, for real, if you go to a hospital or to a restaurant, to anything, all the people that are working here are foreigners. We have not met anyone from actually that says, "Yes, I'm from London." Oh wow! For United <laughs> or from United Kingdom, at least. Wow, that's interesting. Maybe you need to go further out to Ainsfield or other regions. I I know people from the UK, from London, that live there, but they're they're a little bit outside on Zone Three, Zone Four, Zone Five.、Um, you know, we were we were talking before with some of our students that were there last year, and they were saying that they saw so many demonstrations for Theresa May against Theresa May. So none of that is happening right now. They they went past. That into oblivion and not thinking it's going to happen. Interesting. Yes, that's right. We live in the right in the center. That's what you said. That we don't live outside. So, but、yeah. right in the center is actually not. We don't see anything. It's like in the thing with Catalonia. If we do a comparison, the moment that was happening, you could see demonstration each day. 
but actually when the when the time passed by it's more like okay you comment it, but it's like you're just going through this and people are continuing their lives and we have not been discriminated or anything like that no not at all. Well, I'm glad. So, so how's your experience at the LSC? Tell us a little bit about that. The experience is quite good. We have just finished a class in marketing. We were commenting, for example, the Super Bowl. And it's good because we talk about uh, current topics and we compare it with theoretical background. And it's actually been a cool experience. The library is amazing. They have incredible path where you can sleep. <laughs> Well, some of the buildings look like you're inside Hogwarts, right? Yes, it seems like sometimes. <laughs> and how about living in London? You're not feeling any discrimination. You're not really feeling anything from the Brexit. But other than that, are you liking the experience of living there? Yes, I think so. I, we are liking it. Like, Also, we are thinking about like we are just here for months. So you see like a short term period. Right. And you are like, okay, let's enjoy it. Let's enjoy it. Maybe if we thought about being here three years, I wouldn't like it. Right. It would be too overwhelming because there are many people here. We don't take the underground in the morning because otherwise we will get killed. It's like they push you from outside like you see in YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like in China. Like in China, totally it's crazy. I did not see that in China. I will tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> But it's crazy here, there are many people, and when we walk in the street, you can hear Spanish people everywhere. It's like there are more Spanish people here than in Spain. It's like everywhere you go, you hear either working or they are going out, they are studying here. And nice. they have many cultural opportunities here. The other day we went to the Tate Modern Museum, mm -hmm. and it was pretty cool also. And you could see that there are, there are a lot of uh, activists and artists, like talking about citizenship, talking about feminism, talking about not racism. So it's true that you don't see demonstration, but there is a general culture of promoting solidarity and promoting intercultural relations. Nice. So anything except for Brexit right now? That's interesting how things change. Well, thank you girls so much for talking with us, and we hope that you keep enjoying it. Make sure you take a group photo so we can post it of all of our students over there. And I hope I'll see you over there soon. Okay, Marina. Thank you so much, Marina. Thank we you are so much. To see you here. Okay. And we will go to pubs and drink some beers. <laughs> yes, and we will eat some cronuts in Camden. Oh my God, they're delicious. Yes, definitely. <laughs> All right, thank you guys. Okay, Have a great day. Bye. All right, bye. so with this, we finish. Uh, today's show next week we'll have more controversial topics and of course more quick news stay tuned we're going to show you on our facebook and instagram some of the previews of the different topics we'll be talking about until next time <laughs>